This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Let's adjust this camera. There we go. That works. All right. So uh, as I mentioned in our daily financial news, which is something we do 730 every day. Yes, even on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, because uh, the financial markets don't stop. Consumers don't stop. So we talked a lot about a lot of things. If you like getting your daily financial news, do me a favor, hit subscribe, thumbs up, all of that good stuff. i uh, love to see the channel grow. We are quickly marching towards 12,000 subscribers. And as I mentioned yesterday, I am thankful for each and every one of you. In addition to that, the One Rental at a Time channel, we have five experts, five multimillionaires that talk to us every week. Uh, so if you want to interact with them, get questions, see what they are doing in their businesses, Again, make sure you subscribe. And then, of course, I share with you what's going on in my business. I wrote a book about becoming financially independent with rental properties. Uh, I do this uh, in the state of California. I'm always asking myself questions. So as we sit here at the end of November and I look out to 2021, I want to share with you 10 questions I have. And I'm sharing you with these questions because I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think's going on. I always share what I'm thinking and doing because I like the feedback. Many of you that watch this are real estate investors. Many of you watch this are wanting to be real estate investors. So I think it's important to know, hey, who, the guy that's talking to me, what's he doing in his business? And again, of course, we just crossed a thousand students, which I'm really proud of. So I'm sharing with my students what I think. Because as you go through the course and you execute daily and you do the work that I prescribe, you're going to get better. You're going to get smarter. And I want more and more of you to get your first deal next year. So question number one, will the 30-year mortgage stay below, let's say, 3.5%? I, I think that's a key question. Uh, you've heard me say over the last four or five months Really, the only thing I think that trips up the housing market is a sudden and large jump in the 30-year mortgage. I do not foresee anything that could cause the mortgage rate to jump next year. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet that it stays below three and a half. In fact, I would go as far as to say we might be going lower. I mean, it's hard to say. I think I think we had an average of 2.91 last week, if memory serves. So it's possible that the 30-year can go lower. But again, what I'm concerned about next year is will it go higher? Because that's what slows the market down. That's what makes housing unaffordable, all of that stuff. Uh, so that would hurt the consumer. So I think the first question I have is no. I don't think the 30-year goes over 3.5%, at least in 2021, right? We'll worry about 2022 next Thanksgiving. Uh, but that's where I'm at today. If you disagree, love to hear from you. Question number two, will we have 
a new or first time home buyer tax credit. Uh, there's a lot of talk about potentially a $15,000 first time home buyer tax credit. And I am curious, is that just chatter? Could that really happen? Um, I did a video, I think it was on Wednesday with Brian Lebo from Las Vegas. And I, at the end of that video, we talk about this tax credit. And as we kind of shared in there, I think it would be foolish. If you don't know, we did have a tax credit before, at least in my investing career, 20-year career, it was $8,000, but it was at a totally different time. When the $8,000 tax credit happened, nobody was buying. We had supply growing week on week. You have any idea what a $15,000 tax credit would do to single family homes, affordable single family homes? It would take prices to the moon. Prices, prices would go up substantially. And I don't think that's what we need. Um, I think a $15,000 tax credit in 2021 is a mistake. Unless inventory explodes that I don't see coming, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. If there is uh, you know, a, a, a leader that wants home ownership to go up, they may perceive a $15,000 tax credit making that happen. You know, so again, that's a question I have and it's, it's gonna be something we'll answer probably in the first half of the year. <clears throat> Number three, this is the big one. And if you're one of my students and you're taking my course, this is something you will see before anybody else. And is when is inventory showing up? When does the inventory show up? We are, we are working in many markets with record low inventory. But if you're watching every day, like I teach and I talk about, you're going to see it change. Proof of fact, I think it was two weeks ago, I had a broker on from Fresno and we were talking about the numbers and I, I opened that video by saying, this is what I think's going on. And it's because I look every day and I was right. It had gone up slightly. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. And again, by inventory, it could be existing homes, which would be really good because I think that's the, the, the majority of my market. But it could also be new construction. New construction has slowed a little bit because of the inflation in two-by-fours and uh, plywood and all of that. The supply chain issues in building materials is real. Appliances is real. Uh, so again, does new construction kick up as well? So again, when does inventory show up? Next is in your market, because every market's different, will the forbearance and the evictions be extended? Again, I've been asked, and I was asked yesterday, we did a live Q&A yesterday, if I thought um, the executive branch would extend uh, the eviction moratorium, the CDC issue. And I actually proposed it's the governors we have to watch out for. I think it's the governors that will either increase or just go, okay, evictions can start. Uh, so we have to watch that because there's real pain in the small mom and pop landlords. There are, uh, there are people in financial trouble, right? The K-shape economy that we've been talking about for nearly a year is real. And 
some folks on the bottom end of the K are, are, are in real trouble. And then the next one is kind of on that is, okay, let's assume that sometime next year, eviction moratorium is up, forbearance is up. What kind of motivated sellers are we going to get? I think we're going to get some folks that sell because they have equity and they don't want to lose it. So that will come quickly. But again, as I've talked to you in the past, if you're underwater and you can't pay your mortgage, history says, again, I looked at California, Nevada, and New York, uh, over a thousand days. It takes a thousand days if there's a wave of foreclosures. So I'm not sure how many underwater sellers we're going to have immediately. But those are things I'm watching for because, again, I I was pretty active in, in 2010. And I'd love to get some really good deals and add some single families. I just don't, I just don't think they're going to come, at least in my market. I think they show up in Vegas. You know, I think they show up in Orlando, right? Markets that are really hit by tourism. But we'll see. Another question I have. And again, this is because I'm a landlord and single family homes are just on fire today, is how much rents are going to go up, right? One of the things, if you follow this and you, one of my students is you're calculating the yield in the numerator in that calculation is rent, right? Yearly rent. I'm already seeing single family homes going up five to 10%. I think as prices go up, rents are going to follow because as prices go up, people will be priced out of buying or owning, but they still, you still want to rent, right? You don't want to live in a shoebox. This health crisis has taught us that raising kids, schooling, your gym, your office, all inside a shoebox is not a whole lot of fun. So I think... I'm proposing that rents are going to go up and we're also going to lose supply. A lot of frustrated landlords are going to kick their tenants out because of the governor's eviction and all of that stuff. And they're going to fix up their houses and sell them. So we are really going to have an affordable rental housing problem in 2021. More demand, less supply, prices go up. But I'm wondering by how much. Next, I'm worried about the commercial market. Uh, the 08 crash, as most people call it, was very, very, very residential focused. Dummy wave of defaults and bad debt. Kind of tick into multifamily, but ever so slightly. I believe this crisis is going to be dominated by commercial pain. Multifamily, office, retail. I'm wondering, does it start to show up next year, 2021, or because of the debt structure, the interest only periods, operators are able to hold on and hope and pray, extend and pretend uh, until 2022. I don't know. A lot of IO periods, interest only periods are one, two or three years. So if they had a two year IO period and, and they bought in 18, it's coming due. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of 
I think there's a lot of multifamily, the value add stuff that's going to be in technical default. And it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. Oh, I got a question from Daryl Zuber. How are you doing, Daryl? Uh, prices typically go up based upon whatever the buyers are willing to pay. If the trends to bidding war for the demand on how bad they want to need. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl. I mean, you know, uh, I think you're the Daryl from Fresno. Uh, you and I have spoken before great team out there and yeah, it's a supply and demand problem. And really what we're looking at here is a really restricted supply as you know, right. You've been in the game a long time. Uh, I don't recall Fresno ever having a month supply of inventory, and I've been doing it 20 years. And the wave of buyers uh, seems unrelenting. It's slowing down a little bit with winter, but uh, lots of things could change in 2021, right? Does the move up buyer suddenly decide to move, right? We didn't really have a move up buyer in 2020, right? A lot of them said, hey, I'm not selling, nervous about my job, all that stuff. And then if we get a tax credit, 15K or thereabouts, even if it's 10K, you know, the buyer pool could double. So yeah, the supply demand imbalance certainly could continue. So yeah, I'm, I'm tracking the same things you are. Another one I'm, question I have back to my list of 10 is what's the millennial going to do, right? The millennials uh, have, have just started to become homeowners, right? You can go back and look at the numbers and start to see a trickle in 2018. Uh, picked up slightly in 2019. 2020 has accelerated lots of things. And one of the things that I believe has accelerated is home ownership by the millennials. Uh, millennials are don't want to live in a $4,000 shoebox in San Francisco or New York. They'd rather own a single family home with a backyard, a garage, uh, an extra bedroom for their office. You know, so does that continue, right? Historically speaking, when generational trends happen, what happens is, you know, first movers go, then they tell their friends, then they go, then they tell their friends, then they go. So I think it accelerates. I think the millennial, given the size of the millennial generation, which is now the largest by sheer numbers, I think we have a five to 10 year run with millennials dominating first time home ownership. And if we add on top of that lifetime low interest rates, a potential 15K tax credit, the ability to work from home or work from anywhere. The suburbs could really be smoking, right? There was a, a video I did about a month ago on the 15 hottest markets, which, oh, by the way, Daryl Fresno, I think was number nine or number 11. Um, you know, I think Boise was number one, if I recall. I think the millennials are going to make the suburbs boom, it's one of the reasons why I think the Case-Shiller Index is in trouble because it was built for the old model. And I don't think the Case-Shiller Index, either the 10 or the 20, has the hottest cities in it. Uh, so I think it's going to be missing the mark. Two more things I got for my list of 10. Will the California exit continue? We've seen lots of high-profile folks leave. Uh, I am starting to see uh, Silicon Valley tech CEOs leave. Uh, I've been in software for a long time and you have a decent network and I've just learned about two or three more leaving and they want to leave before the end of the year for tax reasons. The California exit is real. Um, taxes have to go up given our deficits. Um, thankfully prop 15 was defeated. Uh, Cause that was a, that was a, 
a grab at prop 13, which would have never stopped. But he's going to have to do something, unfortunately. Uh, so does that continue? Uh, I think San Francisco is in huge trouble. One, one city I wouldn't invest in today is San Francisco. Uh, the, the, the tech, the, the software folks have just said, we're done. We're going to have little hubs everywhere versus, you know, dominance on Market Street or uh, Branham or, or whatever it is. And then lastly, something I am starting to poke at. Uh, there was an article I talked about, I think it was yesterday or the day before, about a Dallas operator who's building a track of nearly 200 homes, but as rentals, not to sell. He's going to build them as rentals. So that is something that really has got my attention. Could I build two, 200 homes, 100 homes in Fresno that are the affordable rental type? That's something that's really got my attention, really going to start asking some of my experts about. I have a developer, you know, Mondays with Greg. I have a syndicator on Thursdays uh, with Jonathan. So uh, that's that's something I am certainly playing with. It's, it would be it would be a really cool thing to do. I think is to build you know hundreds of affordable homes as quality rental properties. So that's what I have for my list of ten questions about 2021. Love to see what you have. If you're one of my students, again, make sure you sign up for the Facebook group. It is private. It's called One Rental at a Time Works. If you're looking about real estate investing, you just watch the channel, free content every day. And of course, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Bye.